Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. When I was young, in the 1950s, I attended Catholic Grammar School and I memorized the Baltimore Catechism. In fact, I think I got an A on all of my tests. Um, I faithfully attended Mass each week, not because I wanted to, but because I was afraid if I didn't, I would suffer eternal damnation. I followed all the rules. I followed my Catholic faith um, faithfully. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith. And I was attending this, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck broke in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it. Honey, you've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm a, you know, he, his big line to me is you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was Week after week, month after month, he is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice the blood of Christ and the bread as participation in the body of Christ and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time so in other words you need to decide what are you going to participate in are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice which is in the Eucharist or not. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Anne DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. And it's great to be with you, uh, no matter where you're listening and how you're listening. 
Uh, here in Wisconsin, it has cooled off considerably. Uh, it went from about 60 degrees all the way down to uh, 40 uh, in one day. So uh, we're having the great uh, <laughs> Arctic chill off here in, uh, in, in Wisconsin. But I'm joined by my friend, uh, Ann DeSantis, as my co-host. As always, how are you, Ann? Is it always sunny in Philadelphia? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Even though it's like, you know, sun starting to come down and it's like, you know, October. But yeah, it's still always sunny. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, why don't you tell uh, everybody who our guest is today? Because I know we got a great one. We really do, because she's a recurring guest. Her name is uh, Jacqueline Nunez. And she's coming to us from Florida. She's also a friend of mine. And, and like I said, she's been on Sewing Hope before. So that's such an honor to have her back again. And uh, so Jacqueline, welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest on Sewing Hope. You're welcome. Thank you both again. And good evening. And the census and Bill Snyder and podcasters tuning in. Um, I would like to begin this interview with a quick, quick prayer. Come Holy sure. Spirit. for the for the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And I also, yes, and, and I just also want to add um, to everyone who's listening, happy feast day of St. Teresa of Avila, foundress of the Discalced Carmelites. Beautiful. Yes. That was a beautiful prayer. Thank you, Jacqueline. You're welcome. Thank you, Anne. Amazing. So uh, let's start out with with uh, how you and I know each other, because that's an interesting story. Yes. And we are both members of the Third Order of Mercy. So uh, I'll give that over to you, Jacqueline. Maybe you can explain to our viewers and listeners uh, what exactly is that? Yes. Um, so how Anne and I met, Anne and I, um, pro-life advocate, met at Our Lady of Lords Roman Catholic Church in Philadelphia during a Mercedarian Third Order meeting um, where Father Matthew Phelan um, was the director. She and I have remained in contact since then. Um, actually, on the 4th of December 2019, Anne DeSantis, then talk show host for the online TV show RVN TV, was kind enough to interview me via Skype in an effort to help Padre Tomas Constantino Cabagrullon, the initial Carmelite Discalced Friar in the charge of the church construction to raise necessary funds to build the chapel in a decision. And the purpose of this second Patchwork Ministry podcast interview, Anne and Bill, is not only to continue to help spread the word regarding Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes en el Desecho, Tavera La Vega, Dominican Republic, um, but also to spread awareness to the generous giving people to fundraise for this pro-life cause um, and to help Padre Tomas once again raise funds and to help Padre Ruben raise funds for his priestly apostolic ministry in helping to feed the hungry and to help rebuild um, homes that are in really poor condition and to provide adequate housing to the poor people in El Desecho and the surrounding areas. Um, also, Anne and Bill, construction efforts had to cease not only amid the COVID-19 pandemic, but also due to lack of funding um, for construction work. But once again, we are trying to finish the church rebuilding construction work and donations are still needed for this church mission at this time. And that's the purpose, the main purpose of this 
this podcast, but I also want to focus a little bit on raising um, money for Padre Ruben and his priestly apostolic uh, ministry with the church and helping to feed the poor people in the Desecho once again, and also to provide mm -hmm. adequate housing for these impoverished areas and these um, impoverished families. Yeah, you know, you're really at the heart of what this podcast is all about because we say sowing hope into broken hearts. Thank and you so much, Anne. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And Bill, of course. Yeah. Of course. yeah. And when we hear <laughs> yeah. about the suffering of some of these people down in the Dominican Republic, and I know that it's so close to your own heart. You and I have had so many conversations about what's going on down there in the Dominican Republic in this particular church community. There yes. was a pastor there that when I first interviewed you for, as you mentioned, the other uh, online TV show that I used to be involved with, the positive side, the pastor yes. was Father Tomas, and now the new pastor there is uh, Father Ruben Lazala. Yes, so, uh, that is correct. Yeah, so he he kind of took, took it where Father Tomas left off. That is I'm correct. correct. That is correct. He actually took over um, Padre Tomas's, um, you know, apostolic priestly work in building this chapel. Also, I just want to give a quick overview um, about how all of this started. So in 1914, a chapel was made. It was wooden flooring, palm, table walls, and the cane roof. In 1943, the chapel was built from cement block and a tin roof. In 1975, the chapel again was built anew, but was already in a bad state of structural condition. In 2009, a new church construction project began to be drawn up again with the idea of celebrating the centenary of the foundation of the Scalfs Carmelites del Caribe with a newly renovated church. And then on Sunday, September 24, 2017, the church festivities in the community of El Desecho concluded and the firm decision to make a new church was made. While this new church construction was being planned, the local church community continued celebrating religious activities in the Catechesis Church Hall. The old rundown church was demolished. On Thursday, December 21, 2017, the blessing of the grounds where the new church will be built was made possible by the Diocese of La Vega Bishop, Bishop of um, Dominican Republic. His name is Monsignor Hector Rafael Mena Rodriguez and the first ground-breaking mass on the freshly blessed grounds was given by Concelebrant's Father Ramon Abreu and the new construction church project pastor during that time, like we were um, just talking about, Father Tomas Cava. On February 8, 2018, initial construction began on old empty church lot where the old wooden church stood with the help of local church community members in El Desecho. From April 2018 to September 2018, interior church work was being completed from the dirt grounds to the plastering of cement, which holds up the concrete church interior and bi-weekly masses were celebrated during that time with the church by within the church by Father Tomas and the help of President of Assembly Elvis Rafael Mena Rodriguez. Up until August 2019, the bathrooms, drop ceiling, floor veneers, doors, and church blinds were being made. Also, the church had already been plastered with cement block to make an iron shelter against, um, to protect against hurricanes. And the bathrooms were also being made, doors and shutters were already in place. Um, all of this was made possible, and, and Bill, with the generosity of people and listeners. 
making a total investment of 3,289,490 RD pesos, that's Dominican pesos, with the equivalency of $56,414.75 towards what has been built um, thus far. Um, we have been receiving you know, funding, which is wonderful news, according to President of Assembly, Elvis Rafael Mena Rodriguez, after our first podcast. I just wanna thank everyone who listened in this podcast. I really honestly wasn't expecting so many people to listen, but Anne did tell me that it was over 400 podcast listeners. I thought it would probably be like four, if that. <laughs> um, but we are wowed and we are so grateful by the Huben, by the Tomas, and all of the, the Scouts Carmelite Friars um, del Caribe as well in La Vega, Dominican Republic. We are so grateful once again. I mean, words cannot even explain our, our, our gratitude. God bless you all um, in a very special way. Like, hey, God bless you, Jacqueline. <laughs> I mean, you have such a heart to help others. And I know that your heart is going out to that church community and to Father Tomas, who isn't there anymore, but Father Rubain, who's there now. Yes. And and what they're trying to do to help the poor, to help people who love the Catholic Church, who want to go to church, who yes. want to celebrate in a church community. But because of things that have happened and because of the problems with the building and all of the money that needed to be put into this building. Uh, that they had to wait a bit and they had to do this whole fundraising effort. Absolutely. And most definitely. And, um, and that brings us to a really good point. Um, you know, with the fundraising effort, the needs of the church currently, Padre Ruben, on September the 28th, 2020, actually is in current update as of September 28th, 2020 this year, he said the construction work that's remaining to complete Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes in El Desecho, Tavera La Vega, Dominican Republic, includes the interior and exterior parts of the church. I'm just going to give you a quick breakdown of that um, for listeners who want to maybe focus on you know, donating towards the interior church flooring, which is $5,148. That's what's remaining in Dominican Republic RD pesos, 3,000 RD pesos is what's left for the church flooring to complete it. And then for the exterior part of the church, it is, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. The exterior part of the church was um, about $700, but that has been taken care of, glory to God. Um, but the interior church wall remains, and it's two thousand nine hundred and twenty-five U.S. dollars, with an equivalency of fifty thousand arty pesos. So once again, that's the interior church wall is needed in the total amount of two thousand nine hundred twenty-five U.S. dollars, fifty thousand arty pesos, and the interior church flooring is needed in the amount of $5,148 or 300,000 RD pesos. Um, also, I just want to note that the exterior wall of the church or the perimeter fence, as it's called, is still undergoing construction efforts. Um, you know, and the, and the interior wall of the church is still left unfinished due to lack of funding during this pandemic time. But with this amount, um, if we can, you know, 
raise $8,073 to finish these aforementioned ongoing church construction efforts, I think we would be in good shape for Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes and its fellow parishioners in the area. Wow. I, you know, Jacqueline, I, I really appreciate all of these details because yeah. uh, first of all, I want to mention to the our listeners and those who are viewing this on Facebook that we have been able to investigate this through uh, a bishop, through one of our Mercedarian friars, a letter that came from the bishop stating that this is a very legitimate cause. Yes. So anybody who decides that they want to give to this campaign, uh, this, you know, sometimes we do hear about campaigns that you have to scratch your head and say, is this really a legitimate uh, giving campaign? Is it going to the right place? Is this really even, a, 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 you know, a ministry that needs uh, needs funding right now? Is this real? And uh, I'm, I'm happy to tell the listeners that, yes, we've had a letter that came in that was signed by a bishop uh, through one of our Mercedarian friars that, that let us know about this, that, uh, that if you give to this campaign, if you help this church in the Dominican Republic, that it is really a, a, you know, an, a legitimate concern and fundraiser. So thank you so much, Jacqueline. You're welcome. Thank you, Villanan. Thank you. And once again, thank you so much for having me on the show. And also just so the people have an idea. So what is El Desecho like? I mean, you know, we keep talking about that it's an impoverished area, the impoverished residents. So just a little um, summary of the area. Father Tomas and a few church members were kind enough to provide me um, with a summary. So it's, they said many of the families in the small city of El Desecho in La Vega come from the poorest economic backgrounds. Their homes are humble and simplistic in structural style. Um, one of the church members confessed they express the importance of how rebuilding Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes is meaningful to them and their families, you know, be, from beginning from their faith journey testimony in the old rundown church to what stands today, the church that's in construction. They say that, you know, this church means a lot to them because it has helped them and their family spiritually grow and keep in their faith. The El Desejo resident says as a child, that, that person learned that in order to have faith in Jesus and Mary, our Blessed Mother, um, we must simply seek God's intercession to grant us the gift of faith. It's that simple. This was one of the many things that she learned at the old Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes in El Desecho, where she receives most of the sacraments of the Catholic Church. Although very small in size, the local chapel parishioners were active participants of the old church and joyfully shared their rich and lively Catholic faith with others. It was not only the size of the church that worried us, said this church member, but the poor structural state in which the, in which the church was in. As an active church community, it was decided to build a new church without any material resources for construction. And only believing in God's promises. These people are people of such great faith, Villanã. I mean, it's amazing. And just trusting the solidarity of people to empathize, to empathize with the economic needs of their church community in the Desecho, they hoped and prayed to Our Lady of Mercy for a new holy temple where they could worship our Lord Jesus Christ and honor his sacred and most blessed mother and mother of all peoples. 
Um, they said, these two people said they fervently prayed and continue to pray for all who have contributed and who will contribute generously towards the final construction of this new chapel in Indonesia. So these people have a great heart. They're very, very generous with their prayers. They're people of great faith and they are so grateful for any amount that generous listeners can donate. Same with Padre Tomas. He says that any little bit um, of donation is greatly appreciated, and that includes prayers. Bill and Ann. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I just want to say, Jacqueline, thank you, uh, number one, especially for the, uh, you know, the update of how grateful these these uh, parishioners are. Uh, it's it's just uh, wonderful. Um, I, I, uh, I, I want to impress upon our listeners uh, and those listening now uh, that um, this is part of our mission as Catholics, and it is to uh, support the poor uh, and, and the needy. I mean, this is part of who we are uh, as, as Catholics. Uh, I, I know that, uh, you know, my, my parish here in Milwaukee is, is very, um, very keen on that, especially world missions. Our, our pastor is very, very uh, highly involved in making sure that we support world missions. And uh, this is, you know, a world mission. This is an um, opportunity for people to get involved uh, and, and to help uh, evangelize and support, um, you know, the, the poor of the Church. Uh, you know, oftentimes we, we look, uh, you know, in difficult times to, to the Church to solve, um, you know, some of our uh, temporal needs and also our spiritual needs. And that's something that we can provide uh, here, even even in uh, dark times like this um, pandemic that we're in, uh, just just think about the many resources that we have here in America uh, in in uh, moving through this pandemic, and then think about um, the the resources that uh, those less fortunate and in less fortunate countries um, have right. I mean, they do not have the access that we have to uh, yes. those things, and so it's very, very important. It's very, very important that we, um, as, as people of faith, if we are able, uh, support these uh, missions. Uh, as Jacqueline said, with prayer, the number one. I mean, prayer is very important. Uh, of course, you know, praying for people is important. But if you are able to, uh, you know, help financially, and, you know, we'll, we'll tell uh, listeners that it doesn't matter whether it's $1 or $100, um, you know, any, any, any gift um, can, can go and help uh, these, these missions. So uh, wonderful stuff. Yes, definitely. It is. It's very wonderful stuff. And we're almost about halfway through. I would love it for Jacqueline for you to tell us how they can, uh, make that donation. Now, I know you sent Bill and I an email with all of the uh, correct uh, links that they can go to to make that donation. Uh, It's a little tiny bit more complicated than just hitting a PayPal, right? Um, It's it's a little bit more than that. It's but it's not that big of a deal. Uh, An email was sent to Bill, which I think, Bill, you can probably put it in the show notes, uh, how they can make that donation. But Jacqueline, please do tell us. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, and just, you know, touching very quickly upon what just Bill just mentioned about how blessed we are here in America compared to other impoverished third world countries like the Dominican Republic, where, you know, at least if we're unemployed, you know, we have unemployment benefits. In a country like the Dominican Republic, if you're unemployed, well, that means no food on the table. That means, you know, no money to support your family. So yes, this is a big deal. And um, helping the poor, we are all called as Christians to help the poor and to give to those in need. And yes, and, and one way, like Anne was saying, how you can do so and make your generous contribution, you know, whether it's $1 or $100, as Bill was telling us, is that um, they have established, and this is the Carmelites um, Descalzos del Caribe, Padre Tomás Constantino Cavagrullón has established a church bank account under Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre. Now, you can also do a Facebook um, search. You can actually type in Parroquia, P-A-R-R-O-Q-U-I-A, Santa Barbara La Torre. So you can just have an idea of where the church is in La Vega. And you can also see that you will see a picture of Padre Tomás there. They have established a church bank account with Cooperativa La Vega. It's also available via Facebook. You can find it on there, Cooperativa La Vega. There's an account number for the church bank account. It's 146-210-100-9372. I also, once again, want to reiterate that with every penny raised, all proceeds will go directly to the rebuilding of Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes and also for helping Padre Ruben's pre-apostolic work and helping the poor in the and surrounding areas and helping him financially to feed the hungry and to provide adequate housing to the poor. And once again, every donation is greatly appreciated. So we are just asking you to please consider contributing to this good cause simply by taking out your phones and calling in your donation to Cooperativa Real en la Vega, Dominican Republic. That phone number is 809-573-4258. Once again, we are asking you to please consider contributing to this good cause and helping Padre Ruben's priest apostolic work ministry and helping the poor and the surrounding areas and helping him financially to feed the hungry and to provide adequate housing to the poor in, um, in these you know, difficult times during COVID-19. Simply by calling to Cooperativa Real in La Vega, where there has been a church bank account established under Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre that also pertains to the Carmelite Discalced. Phone number 809-573-4258. That account number once again, and I'll repeat slowly, 146. Two one zero zero one zero zero nine three seven two. I also want to say that Padre Ruben La Sala is available via his phone. He also is available via WhatsApp messaging. His phone number for any questions regarding this church construction project, or also being a part of his priestly apostolic work ministry in being a generous um, giver, 829-705-3393. That's great. Um, 
Thank you. Just, and just uh, quickly, uh, for listeners uh, that may not speak Spanish, um, it, are there resources for them to be able to uh, communicate clearly with the um, with the with, with the parishes and the priests uh, down there? I mean, you know, obviously that can be just a little bit of a hindrance if they're talking with, you know, <laughs> Spanish speaking. They don't speak Spanish themselves. Uh, so Yes. Yeah. And actually, Bill, that's a wonderful um, question that you pose. Just because um, they don't. I did ask, and no one there um, speaks English. Right. And, but I am available, and my name is Jacqueline Maria Nunez. Um, I can give you know, my contact information as well. Any questions? Yes, Bill. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Um, I mean, you know, we, and so listeners that might be interested in this for us, uh, you know, from, from, the sewing, from the Sewing Hope side of things, uh, if you just reach out to us, we'll make it extremely simple. Uh, sewinghope at patchworkheart.org is the email. Uh, if you're listening to this and you want to uh, reach out and donate, we can connect you uh, directly to Jacqueline via email, um, and and we'll make sure that you know you have the right uh, you have the right translation um, to you know to uh, make sure that everything gets handled smoothly, uh, you know with with your with your donation. So um, you know I think that's Absolutely. probably the easiest way to handle it. Uh, just email us directly. Uh, but if you speak Spanish, feel free to you know call call the parish, call the bank, uh, and make a donation. No no you know no no problem there. But uh, again, if you, again, if you're not uh, bilingual or you don't speak uh, Spanish, uh, by all means, just email us uh, at sewinghope at patchworkheart.org, and uh, we'll get you connected to Jacqueline and make sure that uh, you're able to you're able to give. So I, I just want to make sure that's that's clear for our listeners because because I don't speak uh, very much Spanish, so I just want to make sure <laughs> that's clear for our listeners. Bill, thank you for saying that. That that's a great idea that people can just reach Fantastic. out to us because Jacqueline and I are good friends and we do connect yes. quite a bit. And so if you email sewing hope at patchworkheart.org, uh, then, you know, I will definitely connect you with Jacqueline and be able for you to be able to make that donation. And as Bill said, you know, part of our being Catholic, really Catholic means universal. So we have to care about the universal church. We have to care about people, not just in the United States, and not just people who are exactly like us, or maybe even people who just go to our own parish community, but we have to think beyond those walls too, because there's people all over the world that need uh, need help. And so I think this is a wonderful and beautiful opportunity for all of us to uh, think about giving and think about what's needed. Now, I I'm gonna ask you a question because I think it's just a, fantastic, wonderful thing that you feel so close to this parish community in the Dominican Republic. So Jacqueline, how did you actually uh, get connected with this community and how did you find out about them? Okay, how I got connected were with um, the parishioners in the Dominican Republic. So they were telling me that they have a church that needs a lot of construction work and that they were beginning this newly um, construction project like I had spoken before in the history at the beginning of the podcast. And so I said, wow, I said, you know, I would like to be a part of that. So they said, well, here's, you know, the telephone number to Padre Tomas. So then I got in contact with Padre Tomas. I expressed my interest and Padre Tomas said, sure, you know, whatever um, assistance you can provide in any way, shape or form, you know, even prayers. 
it's greatly appreciated. So then, you know, I thought of the idea. Well, I said, well, I know this person. Um, she has really, you know, great contacts. Um, she's a part of the uh, Third Order Mercedarian. And I think if I, you know, get in contact with her and see what we can come up with, I think that perhaps we can help raise um, some funds for this church and the church community there in the Tavira La Vega, Dominican Republic. And that's how this all started, you know, something as simple as that as, as just getting contact with people that um, that kind of familiar with in Dominican Republic. Um, and yeah, and that's how all of this happens. And here we are. The church yeah. is almost completed. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, so uh, just kind of backtracking a little bit, can you reiterate for us, what are the needs of this church right now? Yes, the needs of the church, once again, and I will provide, be more than happy to provide the financial breakdown. Right now, the needs of the church as of September 28, 2020, Padre Ruben has said the construction work that's remaining to complete Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes includes the interior and exterior parts of the church. The interior part is the church flooring. It's once again, $5,148. The interior church flooring needs $5,148 to complete the flooring. And the exterior part, um, in, that information was actually um, not necessarily provided. Um, I, I think it's because, you know, they, they have, they have stopped construction efforts on the outside. They're just focusing on the interior part, but the interior church wall, um, also 2,925 us dollars remains 2,925 us dollars remain. Well, that's good to know because it helps us as the listeners of this podcast and people who are thinking about giving. And like Jacqueline said, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar or a hundred dollars. I think Bill said it too. Uh, whatever you can give, uh, please do email. Just take down your pen or your text right now and type in sewing hope at patchworkheart.org. Send us an email and we can send you how you can donate to this church in the Dominican Republic. So I, it's, it's just an honor for me to interview you because I, uh, want to help. And I, and I hope we can all help this community there. Uh, tell us about the community, Jacqueline. I know, I don't know if you've met any of the families there, but tell us about those families. Yes, absolutely. And also, and just, um, going, going back to what are the needs of the church? So a total of $8,073 is what's left for the interior church wall and the interior church flooring. Now I will um, get back to you regarding the exterior wall of the church of the perimeter fence. It's still under construction efforts, but due to lack of funding during the pandemic time, um, I think they have ceased, they have stopped. But about the families there um, in the Dominican Republic and in the Secho, they're very impoverished families. I mean, a lot of them live in homes with tin roof, if that should give you an idea. Um, you know, they, they don't have resources like us, like in the schooling, they don't have the high tech computers that a lot of the students have. I know that much, um, you know, they don't have um, a lot of like malls like we have um, in that area. They actually lack a lot of resources in that particular area of El Desecho. It's very country, 
um, very humble, very impoverished. They lack a lot of technology. Um, they lack clean water. Um, they lack, you know, adequate food, nutrition. In some households where where work isn't possible, especially during COVID, um, and a lot of the homes, and and that's why I want to also help Father Ruben in this time, especially during COVID, to raise money so that he can help rebuild a lot of their homes because he says a lot of the homes are either run down, they need to be reconstructed, or just simply constructed. Um, just simply people just need homes. Um, you know, so that this opportunity, especially during COVID-19, I think is crucial in helping Father Ruben with his priestly apostolic work and not only helping the church community so they can continue to grow their faith um, in this impoverished area, but also to help the poor residents in the station of the surrounding areas um, to also have adequate housing and, and provide food for their families. Now, a little bit about Padre Ruben for people who didn't um, have the opportunity to listen to the third po um, first podcast. So Padre Ruben received his priestly vocation calling at the age of 15. In 2001, Padre Ruben joined the Carmelite Discalced Friars and his, as an aspirant. And in 2008, Padre Ruben was sent to Carmelite Convent for Religious Friars in Honduras for his novitiate state of priestly formation. And this is also where he professed his first religious vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. He was given a religious name, and he is better known as Fray Ruben de la Misericordia de Dios, or Father Ruben of the Mercy of God. Then upon completion of his religious studies, Padre Ruben was transferred to the city where he was born, Santiago de los Caballeros, in the Dominican Republic, to prepare him for holy orders as a transitional deacon as part of the ordained ministry. On March 19, 2013, Padre Ruben was ordained into the diaconate, and a few months later, he was transferred to the Descalz Carmelite community in El Caimito, La Vega, where he mm -hmm. exercised his transitional diaconal ministry. And I also want to um, let people know that Descalz Carmelites del Caribe can be found not only in the Dominican Republic, but also Cuba, Puerto Rico, and Miami. And then Padre Ruben, throughout his brief priestly ministry, says he has discovered a merciful God who always shows us his unconditional love and forgiveness. Padre Ruben also says God manifests his mercy in our lives to our smallness and transforms our five loaves and two fish into something great as God's people. Padre Ruben also says this, mm -hmm. since entering the Carmel congregation, um, he has mostly been concerned about two areas living as a consecrated religious, which is spirituality and charity to the poor. Um, Padre Ruben describes his spirituality as stemming from a deeper encounter with Jesus, which comes from spending time alone with Christ, whose love never fails us. The same spiritual experience is experienced in the lives of the Carmelite Holy Founder, St. Teresa of Avila, whose feast that we celebrate today, and St. John of the Cross. Padre Ruben has tried to share his prayerful life with the faithful in every Carmelite community he has visited. Um, in Cuba, he also formed a third order lay Carmelite group where he taught the faithful how to pray, to get to know the Carmelite saints, to love the Catholic Church, and to help the Cuban, um, the Cuban purify their deep Cuban syncretism. 
As for Charity, Fray Ruben de la Misericordia de Dios feels that God has called him to work with the poor, both physically and spiritually. Father Ruben says Cuba has been the place where he has seen most people in need, both spiritually and materially. He explains um, the poverty in Cuba. Scarce material goods range from sanitary goods like toothpaste and toilet paper to food consumption goods like rice and chicken, but um, the same also applies to the community in El Desecho and surrounding areas um, and, and Bill. Thank Santa, you. You're, you're very welcome, man. You're very welcome. Thank you. Yeah, that's, I mean, knowing those details, I think is very important for our listeners because, uh, I mean, this is real. This is very, very real. And um, these are people who don't have enough food on the table. Uh, they're not, they don't have adequate housing but their faith means so much to them. And their pastor, Father Rubain, means so much to them. So when you make this donation to help it, um, it it's, it's really, I mean, it's a valuable, valuable thing to this community. I know that if they even get $50, they'll probably be jumping for joy. Absolutely. $50 <laughs> will go a long way, I'm pretty yes. sure. So absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's so beautiful. Now, I can also mention that Father Rabain is on Facebook. I have seen him doing rosaries and different things. How can people watch some of his um, YouTube, uh, excuse me, Facebook presence where he does a lot of the prayers where you have shared them, Jacqueline? I know that. Yes. Um, so absolutely. Um, on March 1st, 2020, Padre Ruben became the newly assigned pastor at Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre, taking Padre Tomas's um, apostolic work. Um, Padre um, Tomas was actually transferred to Santa Teresa de Jesus in Santiago de los Caballeros, so Padre um, Ruben took his charge and is responsible for 23 chapels that with the help of his three other Carmelite Discalced Friar Brethren, Friar Feliz, Friar Misael and Friar Sandy, they all joyfully tend to um, these 23 chapels within the local parish territory of El Desecho, surrounding areas like Laurel, Yabanal, Mocan, Campana, La Bruca, and other nearby areas. They help the poor, these poorest communities both materially and spiritually. And now people can tune into Facebook that is where they will find Father Ruben. He does have a prayer ministry via Facebook under Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre. That's L-A space T-O-R-R-E. Um, he live streams a nocturnal prayer ministry where many people from different parts of the world, Bill and Ann, tune in to listen Mondays through Fridays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, sometimes you will also see that if it's not Padre Ruben um, giving the nocturnal prayer ministry, it is Friar, I believe it's one of the other friars. It's either Friar Misael, I believe it's Friar Misael or Friar Sandy. And I also wanna let people know that Friar Ruben de la Misericordia de Dios with these three other Carmelite Scouts Friars, um, as well as Padre Tomas, um, are located in El Seminario de los Padres Escalzos, El Camito de la Vega Dominican Republic. So that, that is where they that is where they reside. Thank you. I want to remind our listeners too that we're speaking with Jacqueline Nunez. She's coming to us from Florida. 
And she has a heart for the ministry in the Dominican Republic, Father Rabain, and the parish community there in the Dominican Republic. Um, so tell us, if you could, uh, with the fundraising efforts that are going on right now, what will they pay for? What is the need and what will it be paying for when people make these donations? Yes, um, actually, I want to just make one correction. So El Seminario de los Padres Descalzos is where Padre Tomas used to live. I'm not sure where he is now. I just know that people can find him on Santa Teresa de Jesus in Los Alamos de Santiago de los Caballeros. So how people can make a donation and um, they can do so by calling in to Cooperativa Real in La Vega, Dominican Republic. People can also obtain information by doing a Google search or by looking it up on Facebook. They do have a Facebook page, Cooperativa Real in La Vega, Dominican Republic. That phone number is 809-573-4258. But I did do research um, and no one, there are no English speaking staff at the um, bank where the church um, has established a bank account. Padre Tomás Constantino Cabagrullón initially established a church account under Parroquia Santa Barbara La Vega, um, La, La Torre en La Vega. And yeah, so, you know, you would have to get in contact, like Bill said, to Patchwork um, Ministry um, via email in order to get in contact with me so that if you have any questions on how to donate, um, I can get in contact with Padre Rubén or the President of Assembly, Elvis Mena Rodriguez, to see um, how people can make a donation. Or you can just make a donation just directly by calling the church um, bank account that's established through Cooperativa La Vega Real, or just by calling Padre Rubén for those Spanish-speaking um, podcast listeners for any questions regarding his apostolic um, priestly ministry and helping rebuild homes, build homes, and feeding the poor, and also to finish the construction of Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes by calling 829-705-3393 or by sending him a message via WhatsApp. He's very, very um, attentive to his WhatsApp messages. Yeah, it's good to know. It's good to know there are so many different ways to get in touch. But as Bill said halfway through this podcast, that you can go to Sewing hope at patchworkheart.org. Now remember, sewing hope is not spelled with an O, it's S E W I N G Hope Podcast, uh, or sewing hope at patchworkheart. So thanks so much. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share? Because I know that you know you developed this love of the people and a love of this church community for a reason. God planted it in your own heart, Jacqueline. I I just want to say I'm very grateful because uh there's nothing like a, a person of faith who uh, spreads it out beyond just the, the boundaries of their own home and their own community. Somebody who really wants to make a difference for others, even outside of, of our comfortable world here in the United States, right? Yes. Even though we're going through a pandemic, you know, for them, every day is uncomfortable. Absolutely. We're used to being comfortable, even if we have to stay home and not do as much as what we usually do. But these Absolutely. people are uncomfortable most of the time and their yes. faith means so much to them. It so does, you make yes. a contribution. Like I said, I said it, uh, you know, right at the beginning is that we know for a fact, when I say we, I mean, Bill and I, uh, and myself being the director of a foundation that has to do with a religious order. One of our religious got a letter from a bishop stating that this is a very legitimate uh, fundraiser. 
So if you give money, it is going to where, where uh, Jacqueline is telling you that it's going. Yes. Uh, yes. So we do have that verification there. That's a good thing to know. We thank Father Matthew Phelan for the outreach he did to the bishop there in that community and the letter that he got with a stamp of approval. So yes, absolutely. That's this is a great thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also for listeners also to keep in mind, the Catholic church is pro-life and does a lot of humanitarian charitable work to help those in need, especially those in impoverished areas like El Desecho and surrounding areas. And once again, whatever you can afford to give to this good church mission, as well as to Padre Ruben's priestly apostolic work in helping the people in El Desecho and in surrounding areas um, to feed the hungry, to provide adequate housing, um, it is greatly appreciated. Like Bill mentioned, you know, something as simple as $1 to $100, whatever you can afford to give, it will mean the world to these people. Because if we are lacking resources during this pandemic, just imagine an impoverished area like in this age of the Dominican Republic. I mean, it will mean a world of difference to them, especially in helping them to finish the construction of Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes, because we all know as Catholics and Christians that whenever we're going through hard times, we pray normally, but we pray even harder. And we pray to our Blessed Mother, to Our Lady of Mercy. Um, she is a patroness of the Dominican Republic for, for help. So, you know, they need this church, especially to help them get through these really, really tough times, because for them, it's a financial crisis. And we all are going through a financial crisis in one way or another all over the world because of COVID. So many people unemployed right now. Um, so, you know, this church means a lot to their faith and in keeping that hope alive in their hearts and in the hearts of their families and in that area of El Desecho and, and surrounding areas. So, yes. And um, once again, I just want to reiterate that account number with Cooperativa La Vega. Um, that church bank account, once again, was established originally by the um, Carmelite friar, Padre Tomas Constantino Cabagrullon under Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre, and that account number is 146-210-1002. And that account number is with Cooperativa La Vega under the church bank account, Parroquia Santa Barbara La Torre in La Vega, Dominican Republic. You can find that on Facebook. Um, you will see a picture of Padre Tomas Constantino Cabagrullon. Padre Tomas is also on Facebook as well. He's a Carmelite Descalced um, priest del Caribe there in the Dominican Republic currently. And he is currently at Santa Teresa de Jesus in Los Alamos. Jacqueline, you said that so well, um, and I know you've done such great research to help these people. You have such a heart to help people. Um, and, and maybe you can just share with us, um, what has it done for your own faith when you know that you're doing something like this, helping to promote uh, what's going on at this particular church and their needs? How has that enhanced your own faith? I mean, it has enhanced my own faith, I will say, in a mysterious way, just because I actually wanted to, I was looking for something like this for, for a while, for, for years, actually, to a way to give back outreach work. I, I love outreach work. I love, you know, the opportunity to be able to feed the poor, 
um, to help the poor in any way, even if it means like taking time and, and praying for the poor. So then when I learned of this opportunity, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, the power of prayer cannot be underestimated. I mean, God does answer prayers, you know, and God put this opportunity in my lap and I just took it. And, and I believe that my faith has grown and it continues to grow and it has made me um, more aware of what I have and how much I should be so grateful for what I have as compared to other people who have, you know, who aren't as, as fortunate. I mean, but I, I admire their faith. I mean, it's been from what I've seen, you know, their strong faith in God that has made me even want to grow in my own faith and say, gosh, you know, I really should pray more. I really should go to adoration more often, pray the rosary more often, you know, so their faith in it, so those church community members have, has helped me in my faith. It really has. And it's just amazing, you know, how strong these people um, are in their faith and, and how regardless of, of what obstacles and, and lack of resources in their lives, they, they still keep that faith alive. You know, they still pray to the Blessed Mother, go to church, seek the sacraments, you know, and bring their families to the faith too. That That is what us Catholics are, and Christians are called to do for our children, to um, bring them to God and to help them to know God as well, because we all are brought into this world for one for one main goal and that is also go to heaven god wants everyone to go to heaven and how to achieve that you know by doing you know god's will by praying about it by giving back to the poor and to helping those in needs practicing the spiritual and corporal works of mercy and amen amen and i know that's something that connected you and i jacqueline as friends i'm so grateful for you and Thank so grateful you. for that connection that we both have to uh, wanting to do go beyond ourselves. You know, I had that desire in my own heart. And when you find a friend like yourself who believes that same way about part of who we are as Catholics, you know, being a Catholic isn't just following the rules of what we think the rules of the church are. Because one of those rules is that you have to uh, really care about others. You have to care about the poor. You have to do something for them, right? Yes, absolutely. So the set of rules is so that we can help make the world a better place for the Lord and for the church. So yes. I thank you. You're welcome. And another thing, how this has enhanced my faith is that it comes to mind that God says too much, too much um, the responsibility has given, much is expected. So if, if God, you know, has blessed you financially in your life, God has given you that gift for you to use it to give back, for you to use it to help the poor, to help those less fortunate, to help those in need, those who need housing, those who need food, those who need shelter, those who need um, prayers even. So, you know, that's how it has enhanced my faith. And that's how we all reach, you know, the kingdom of God is by using the resources and the blessings that God has given us to help others in need. So wherever we see people are starving to death, you know, if we have the money, we can make a donation or, or you know, buy them groceries or, you know, give back, um, you know, even through the church, if, if we don't have the, you know, the ability to directly give to that person, there are indirect ways of giving back. And we can also do that to the Catholic church. 
Yeah, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being here again and for sharing You're this welcome. wonderful message with uh, with with our listeners. Um, again, for just ease and simplicity, uh, if if you missed any of the numbers or anything like that, please just simply email us at sewinghope at patchworkheart.org and we'll get you uh, in touch with Jacqueline and her. Uh, you know, we'll be able to get you in touch in touch with the church uh, and uh, Father Ruben. Uh, so that will uh, so that will be great, uh, you know, for you to be able to consider this uh, from your heart to 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 donate to help uh, the poor even during uh, this this difficult time for the entire world uh, during this pandemic. So uh, thank you so much, Jacqueline. As always, thank you, Anne, for uh, for being here and uh, just a great great conversation. Uh, wonderful wonderful work. Keep up the great work you're doing, Jacqueline. Uh, and you know, we we'll, we we look forward to checking in with you. Uh, you know, soon and, and talking with you as well, again, because uh, you're doing Same great to work. Yes, thank, thank you. Thanks, to Bill. You. And thank you, Jacqueline. You're very welcome. Also, I just, before we end, I would just like to end this podcast interview, um, if you both don't mind, by asking His Holiness Pope Francis um, for prayers and financial assistance in helping the Carmelites Descalzos del Caribe and the Dominican Republic and also other people, you know, to pray for other people all over the world who are going through um, an economic crisis during this pandemic, but most importantly for His Holiness um, to help these Carmelite friars complete the construction work in Iglesia Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes in the port area of El Desecho, Tabera La Vega, Dominican Republic and help Padre Ruben with his priestly apostolic ministry and helping the poor. Um, because he's providing adequate shelter for the poor and their families and also food. Um, we humbly ask His Holiness Pope Francis to bless Carmelitas Descalzos del Caribe and Padre Ruben um, with all their priestly projects and helping the poor and to bless everyone involved, Anne and Bill, um, you know, with this pro-life church mission and anyone else who has given generously towards this great church cause. We, you know, we bless you, we thank you, and also know that our prayers are with all of you. And with this, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in tonight to the Sewing Hope podcast. Uh, until next time, from all of us here at the Patchwork Heart Ministry, Fiat Ministry Network, and the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart, sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.